A few simple checkboxes during the shoot and you'll be more organised than you ever thought possible and to have a head start on editing thanks to LumberjackSystem.com. When we last left our heroes, they were locked into a terribly important discussion. Let's drop in on them again as they plot the future. Now from the Top Dog's Kennel in beautiful downtown Burbank, it's the Terrence and Philip Show. Thanks again, Gary. We really miss you. I'm Philip Hodgetts. And I'm Terrence Curran. And this is the Terrence and Philip Show. And welcome back. Yeah. Recently uh, came up on Facebook a reference to a Wistia series, uh, documentary series called One Ten One Hundred, And the premise is that they made, they employed a advertising agency in LA to create three videos, f- essentially promoting their soapbox product, which is a, a, a simple video production tool f- for using the built-in camera in your laptop and a browser. So it records the screen, it records you at the same time, and it's got a simple timeline-based editing tool. So you can have both on the screen, one or the other on screen. So it's Ma- it's a marketing tool. It's a market predominantly presentation and marketing tool, just a mm-hmm. little bit better than PowerPoint. So the the premise was that they employed this advertising agency to do a promotional piece with for one thousand dollars, for ten thousand dollars. And for $100,000. And then the Wistia team themselves, who produce a lot of it, and there's a three-person in-house video team, mm-hmm. made a documentary about the process of doing that. And the three different variations. The three yeah. different variations. Now, the $1,000 version <laughs> was just the guy who was the director of the other versions, mm-hmm. but doing it himself, recording it with an iPhone on the laptop and with minimal lighting, basically by choosing where they were rather than trying to light anything. Mm-hmm. Minimal graphics, no grading, no none of the trappings of professional video production. Mm-hmm. And as you'd expect, the results are good because they're put together by talented people. Right. It's which, not the high Which quality. you wouldn't actually be able to do if you were paying everybody what they would normally get paid for $1,000. No, no, there was only one person and okay. only worked for, for one day. So Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah so you, you, <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, it's not what you would expect to see in a... But when they went up to the $10,000 production, yes. I think they went up to a Canon C300, a team, mm-hmm. a small team of nine, so they had proper audio, they had sort of limited lighting, wardrobe. Makeup. They, they put in... I don't know if they put makeup into the 10000 one. I'd have to check back. And they give you a budget breakdown at the beginning of mm-hmm. each episode as, as to where they're allocating the money to, you know, no craft services in the first one, minimal craft services <laughs> in the second, full-on craft services yeah. in the 100 grand version. That looks a lot more like a professional video. That's probably the sort of level of production that I was always doing. It's like not the, the $10,000. The $10,000 budget, yeah. Okay. I never got a $100,000 budget for anything. <laughs> I was fairly happy if you get a $10,000 budget for an 8 to 10-minute piece. <laughs> they were simpler times. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, the $100,000 version, they have a full crew um, DP, assistant cameraman. Yeah, there's gaffers. Gaffers, and, yeah. the three people lighting team. Still mm-hmm. only one for audio, but... Um, yeah. Uh, and a lot of design, a lot of production design. So mm-hmm. in the third one, the second one, they moved the office around a little bit, but the third one, they completely stripped the office out, staged, staged, staged the whole thing again. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, amazing what you can do with some money. <laughs> yes, exactly. Imagine what you would do with your money. A lot more people are getting employed, and which also means that there's a lot more creative input because yes. there's more, there's more yeah. minds to, to do gonna, it. That was, was one of the points say. that they really made. Yeah. It's a lot more creative input. And the, the Wistiga guys are actually very talented production people of them on their own. They make the they make the documentary kind of fun because they're commenting on themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, they say production design and they've got a nicely set up shot. They say, you know, production design is everything that goes in front of the camera. But what you don't know is what's 
outside the scene and then they just back out the camera a little bit to see the wider shot and what's around them and it's like they help reveal the process and what you're getting at the different levels uh-huh. in a way that I think is fairly accessible. No, it's for, a smart thing, yeah. Yeah. And then in the $100,000 version, as I said, full-on craft services, full-on production design, mm-hmm. um, costumes, casting. Everybody is actually an actor playing Right, yeah. They're playing the yes, people the are talent. actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing the people who've been in the other two videos. Mm-hmm. Or, well, there's actually in the third video, it's like the end shot of the second video is in the background of the beginning shot of the next <laughs> one, and it's the actor on the background with the 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 head of the agency in the foreground. Oh, <laughs> but so this is the that's guy cute. playing him. It's like yeah, yeah. They, it's a nice fun script as well, and they're only mm-hmm. ninety second pieces each. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about days of production. Everyone was shot in a day, but. Some days were a little longer than others. Mm. <laughs> and they talk about, you know, running behind schedule and all of that. And on the $100,000 budget, they used uh, Ari Alexa. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we, we, we get to play with more expensive toys. And yeah, so, better image, yep. but more work in the post. Yep, yep. And, you know, careful color grade, mm-hmm. um, nice, some, some post-production effects that give it yeah. a lot of polish. Music. <laughs> Custom-composed music. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And that's a good point because, you know, custom-composed music is probably not as expensive as people have in their mind that it is. Yes, if you want to record it by the London Symphony Orchestra, well, yeah, be prepared yeah. to have Apple's budget. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to have a, a talented musician do it in their own MIDI studio, you can mm-hmm. have a, an absolutely perfect score that just matches the emotion of your piece for, you know, probably under five grand. I think their budget for custom music was was five grand. Yeah, but that's five times the entire budget of the, the $1,000. Yeah, and yeah, half the budget so. of the second one. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yes. So you, there you're getting needle drop at best. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that was exactly what we had <laughs> versus some selected needle drop. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it's a fascinating documentary series, and I think anybody who's in production would enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Post also. Post also, yeah. Anywhere in the, in the creative process, I think it's interesting. Probably interesting to producers too. Probably. I, you know, the difference that you get in different budgets is interesting because – Sometimes I feel that there's a, a perception, particularly sort of editor's lounge, alpha dog's kind of level of production, mm-hmm. there's an assumption that that's it. Everything's done with, you know, oh, a budget episode is 200K and, uh, or mm. something. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas there's a lot of production that's done at the 10 grand or less level. Mm-hmm. And I would argue the vast, 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 vast majority of professional production is at the 10 grand or less level. Uh, yeah, certainly most of the video, the content that's out there, especially if you yeah. take in YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, well, what is it? Three hundred hours I, an hour are being uploaded now. Yeah, or it's, something. Just, it's astronomical numbers at this point. Yeah, it's just cray cray. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting where they decided what the benefit was and where they could implement into their sort of in-house production, what they could learn from that process, what they could learn to take, and also what was not worth taking away and what they mm. didn't want to learn. What do you think the conclusion is as the best value for money? Oh, the best value for money? Well, it would depend on on a product. I don't know what the product is that we're trying to sell. Uh, for a typical thing, I'd say probably the 10K. I would think almost always the 10K is going to be the... Depends, because the product, if it's, if it's food or something like that, and now you're getting into food stylists and careful lighting and all that kind of... Then you, you want know, you the more not, money. Yeah, then you the 10K, 10 grand may not... But though, yeah. That said, back in Australia, I had a I had a regular client who would come in and shoot food stuff in our garage <laughs> <laughs> in an afternoon with relatively you know inexpensive well you know like the ten fifteen grand camera of the time 
15 grand. I, mean, 15. I, I, just, I know uh, just the food stylist oh, alone yeah. makes But again, fortune. I think you can have food stylists at 10 grand level and food stylists at 100 grand level too. That, yeah, but know. the food stylist at the 10 grand level, that's your budget. Boom. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want all the rest of that. You still need the crew it's and the a lighting, No, but this know. was a local production, local com uh, restaurant, basically mm -hmm. a, a, a Red Lobster ripoff. So they were probably cooking their own food and putting it out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'm talking style. about, you know, when you get the professional but food But it was still styles, styled. I mean, the, the steam was two chemicals that you put on different parts of the plate. A and B and smoke. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, stuff Carcinogenic, was, by the way. Oh, yes, I was told that at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, painting the food, the gloss, gloss coatings on it, oil on it to yeah. make it look glossy. Mm -hmm. so he was, I mean, he, he was the director, but he was also the, the stylist, and I doubt that the budget was over 10 grand for a local TV commercial because... God knows, there was only two companies in Newcastle that made commercials over ten grand. Mm. They were the building societies. Their their stuff was real high end. But so you know, even that, like a food commercial, could be done at that budget. You would get a different job at the the hundred thousand dollar food budget. Right. You know? Yeah. But the extra sharpness in the image, the extra color grading, they they definitely, you know, it was definitely a more cinematic version of what they were doing, mm -hmm. and. No correlation between the one grand and the hundred grand. Right, it's, yeah, it's this a, is a completely different world, yeah. yes. But the ten grand level, you know, a crew of nine, they work, mm. work regularly together. I think that's the place where the production becomes high quality, a lot of care going into it mm -hmm. without necessarily blowing, a, blowing enormous amounts of budget. You need to get files into your edit system or you need to get a file out of your edit system or maybe you need to go out to tape for delivery. In any case, check out digitalservicestation.com. So I think you're saying, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm getting from you is that the difference between the 1K and the 10K is enormous. The difference between the 10K and the 100K is not. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yes. There was no doubt that you would see the benefit of the 10 grand over the 1 grand. Right. So it's always trying to find that sweet spot yeah. of where... And it might be 15 versus 120 or 15 versus 80. I mean, these right, are, yeah. uh, 110, 100 makes a nice sequence for... You're not going to make a Marvel movie for 100K. No, <laughs> you no, know? no. But and you could make a science fiction film for a couple hundred K that, you know... And it's also, we're talking, you know, at 100K, we're talking... Um, 90 seconds, so we're talking about well, yeah, 60 yeah. grand a minute or something. Yeah. So, so if 60 grand a minute still isn't a Marvel movie, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, but when you start talking about the amount of money that goes into the effects alone, I mean, that's obviously yeah, to do it right. They're roughly a million dollars a minute. Yeah, if you think about it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's a good point. Plus or minus a factor of a million dollars. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's important in an era where and in a world where we, we move in amongst extremely high-end production, mm -hmm. that there is a whole other world of production. I mean, there's a three-camera studio at NBC, for example. It's probably robotic these days, but... Yeah, you know, they've been for a while. That's, you know, a lot of money to set up. Mm -hmm. Or you can use two iPhones and iPad and free streaming via Facebook and reach the world. Right. And while well, you switch a studio, which is a $28 a month subscription, use it for one broadcast or use it every day for the month, you you pay no more. Mm -hmm. And this is a pretty fully featured switcher on an iPad. You have limited range of effects. You can bring in a lower third graphics. You can roll in video. How do you get the video into that? You ended up, you've got to get it into your camera roll and then you load it from your camera roll into Switcher Studio. Okay, so this is not live then. This would be... Oh, yeah. Well, you have to preload that stuff. Okay, You, you have to preload, pre-do the lower third graphics and preload your video, definitely. This is not... This is not something we can drop it in at the last minute, mm. but it's very successful. We've done oh, 
four or five or six live streams from um, my vocal coach's studio, just doing performance practice. We stream it for family and friends. Mm -hmm. And Switcher Studio works brilliantly. I mean, it's not the only tool of its kind. There are competitors, right. but this is the one that I happen to find when I, when I was looking for something that was less expensive than an ATEM switcher. And everything yeah. that goes with that. <laughs> That's what I was just going to pull up. It's like, what's, what's the cheapest of the live versions of being able to feed in multiple source cameras and stream live? I think it's, it's got to be black magic, right? Yeah, yeah. ATEM switches at about two and a half, I think, is the bottom end of that, if I remember from when I was shopping. Although, knowing black magic, it's half the price now. Yeah. <laughs> and even less when you get it at B&H. Versus you could do it live switching if you have uh i guess the, the black magic atem right yep so then you're feeding your multiple cameras in hdmi in from mm -hmm. your cameras and live switching going out for under two thousand bucks i guess Plus, of course an audio mixer yeah plus an audio mixer <laughs> but even still yeah. so you know you can you can put what used to be uh, oh, you yeah. know million yeah. dollar studio together for for a couple thousand dollars yeah i mean i i i when we're doing lunch to, with Philip and Greg, we several times we walked to to our lunch venue with the production kit in in, in a bag on my shoulder. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was me. But then again, you're not live streaming, so that's no. what I'm saying. Just no. adding that layer of the live streaming, even being able to do that is because that just used to be so complex. Yeah, except for I can do that with two, you know, literally in a, in a much smaller bag, mm -hmm. an iPad, two phones, and some support devices, mm -hmm. and a Wi-Fi and a Wi-Fi network to connect them all on. And that's it. That's that's all we need is two. I mean, we who hasn't got two old iPhones lying around? Well, probably people who bought Android, but yeah. But you know, I don't fastidiously sell an iPhone when I finish with it. It just basically sits in the box. And like, <laughs> there's one that Touch ID doesn't work at all anymore, and, mm -hmm. and the battery doesn't hold a charge at all. But put it on a battery pack, and it'll run all day. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to use for our NAB recordings. We're not going to be stupid enough to try and live stream from NAB, mm -hmm. but we're going to use the Switcher Studio devices to record um, a live switched stream, roll in the logo, record it to the local device, and then, mm -hmm. and then upload it to YouTube at a convenient time and Facebook at a convenient time. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But you, when you were shooting the lunch series, weren't you using uh, GoPros? We were, yes, we were using GoPros at that How point. How did that go? The GoPros were not being used as intended. And so they, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, they're an action camera. They, well, they, yeah, they okay. decided to run for three or five minutes at a time oh, on a downhill yeah. slope or something. Yes, um, I we, they, they had significant overheating issues yeah. and, and beyond 40 minutes. So what would you use now? I actually have replaced them with a pair of um, Z cams. They're, they're a brand that you've probably not heard of, but I nope. sold them at NAB a couple of years ago. It's 4K. It has a metal body, so it doesn't overheat. Mm -hmm. It has a proper thread on the bottom, so you don't so you have to use an adapter yeah. device. <laughs> yeah. And they take micro four-thirds lenses. Oh, okay. So, so they come without the lens. They but come without the lens. And how much are those? Like uh, About 500 bucks each without okay. the lens, and depending on the lens, up to that again. Mm -hmm. um, I just have... I have a, a not as wide as, and that's the other problem with the GoPros is they are really extremely wide. Yes. Yeah. And so a lot of trouble in lunch with Philip and Greg was just getting cameras close enough to not in including the entire restaurant. Mm -hmm. Whereas the micro four thirds lens that I have on them is a much narrower lens. Mm -hmm. And so even across the table, you're just doing a little loose head and shoulders. And that's going to help then. Of course, it's more than double the budget for the camera than, than versus the GoPros. 
Oh, right. Yeah. And, of course, if you're going to NAB and you're interested in a GoPro, be sure you visit their booth because yeah, they will probably the do the $100 off yeah. you know, for all that you buy. So the year I bought those GoPros, I saved $200 off because I went to NAB on the free exhibits pass. Mm-hmm. So it pays to go to NAB sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sometimes you can get those deals. If you know the people, you can get the deals after. Yeah. Maybe not GoPro, but pretty much any of the other manufacturers. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned so. So I think production is very flexible. If you want to see what different budgets will get you in terms of on camera, on the finished result, mm-hmm. then I definitely recommend checking out 1, 10, 100. And you should be able to just type in 1, 10, 100 as words and find it fairly quickly. That sounds pretty interesting. I, I mean, I, I saw the trailer for it. I didn't actually go watch the documentary part. But the trailer alone was interesting. Yeah. They had to encapsulate what they did into one short and, spot. And plus I think it's also worth watching for a sort of different approach to a documentary. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me a little bit of some of the stuff that I was doing in training video back in Australia when I had, was doing a series on technical drawing and, and writing and marking out um, and had three presenters or demonstrators, presenters, but they would pick up fifth sentences and go across across different um, presenters. So somebody would start the, their, the sentence, get to a certain point, would finish it with somebody else and a third part of it and would carry on with the next part of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of... Cause this, to make it less boring? Well, yes, because you know, <laughs> our, our audience as apprentices are basically 17, 18-year-old males Was mm-hmm. at that time. I mean, I hopefully it's a higher percentage of females these days, but mm-hmm. we wanted to keep it moving, keep it, you know, keep it moving so that there was always something different happening and so there was interest level keeping up. And, and now yeah, that's that's even more important. Yes, and now, now it's even more important. Now we're I down mean, to a one-minute attention span. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yes. I'm looking back at cooking shows from the late 1990s, the um, the two fat ladies out of England, so it's probably mm-hmm. a little slower paced. <laughs> but typical shot lengths were 6 to 12 seconds. It wasn't unusual to go 15 to 20 seconds on a single a single shot. Mm-hmm. If you get three seconds in a Top Chef, yeah, you got a lot of screen time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The shot, the shot changes less than every three seconds, pretty yeah. much on reality television. So, that's been the challenge I think that going on there is just so much more happening. And these yeah. these wisteria wisteria guys are see wisteria is a plant wisteria guys uh-huh. <laughs> take a fun approach to the documentary and they they're commenting on it from the from the perspective of professional video production people, but not doing it this level. Right. You know, they've made several thousand of in-house videos. That's, and so they've, they acknowledge that some are more successful than others and some approaches are more successful than others. But, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, they have this fun approach to it and they lose their drone at the end. Oh. <laughs> it's just over the water? Actually, it goes into a tree and lands in the water. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know a lot of people who've lost them over the water. Mm-hmm. So anyway, check it out, 110-100. And until next time, do something creative. And thanks for listening. If you want to smooth out your workflow, translate between Final Cut Pro 10 and Premiere Pro or even Legacy Final Cut Pro, or want to synchronize multiple sources at once based on timecode, or do the sort of reporting that everybody has to do, then head over to assistedediting.com or intelligentassistance.com.